Moto Spot Show. What's up, everybody? We are back. I'm excited. We are 25 episodes in. That's right. This is episode 25. Holy crap. This has been fun. We've had some amazing guests on. It's been uh, it's been wild to see these guys uh, getting back into the Pro Motocross Series. We shouted a few of them out this week, including Tony Archer, Brock Urban, um, just a wide range, Connor Olson. Like, we've had a lot of cool guests on. A lot of them were at Pro Motocross this weekend, and we got another guy on tonight that was at Paula this past weekend for the round one. He's worked for some amazing guys, including Jacob Hayes, Dustin Pipes, and now he's working with Brandon Hartraff at the HEP Motorsports team. It's the one and only, the true ryan hughes what's up ryan how are you i'm doing good man how you doing i'm good dude i really appreciate the time um i know we've been having scheduling conflicts mostly on my part you've been a saint trying to get this thing lined up but i've been dragging ass so i apologize on that no it's all good dude i've been busy on my end too just we had to get the race bikes built and the b bikes built so the truck could leave this morning and it's just been it's been a busy week here at the shop yeah, I can only imagine because this is the uh, second year, I believe, right, for that team, for the HEP Motorsports team to be going into outdoors. I believe last year was the first year, correct? Yeah, correct. Uh, last year was the first year that the team did a full round of outdoors. Uh, before they've done, like, the first year I was with them in 2018, we did uh, Glen Helen and Hangtown just because they're California rounds. But yep. this, is, this is the second year of full outdoor season for the team. Okay, cool. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things to where you guys have uh, kind of dabbled your feet in Supercross for, I think, two or three years now, and um, Dustin's getting amazing sponsors on board. I mean, the Twisted Tea was a, a real big industry news. I feel like it's kind of an outside sponsor, and, and Dustin was able to pull that out, pull that in and get those guys on the bikes. And to be honest, like, everybody bitches about the Suzuki's not having electric start, but your guys' bikes are pretty sick, and I'm not trying to blow smoke, but the bikes look good. No, dude, like, that's the thing, is is if the bike didn't have a Kickstarter on it, nobody would talk about it being bad. Exactly. Like they, it, that's the only downfall of the bike, if you don't want to call it a downfall, because, I mean, I've seen bikes with batteries die, and you know what? Suzuki, you just kick it. You know, you don't, you don't yeah. worry about your battery dying. Yep. But, no, I think I think our bikes are, are really good, and I think they look good, and they're running really well. Yeah, I mean, Max proved that last year. I mean, you guys came out of the gate swinging last year at Loretta's. Like Max definitely put put some uh, put some eyes on the team, and I, I could only guarantee like you guys were stoked that week. No, uh, that was a that was a great week for him to lead. I mean, whatever you want to call it, eighty percent of that moto, and then to still come out third that moto that was that was a big moment for the team, and uh, it, it was a lot of hard work paid off even from before I came back to the team, but even from when I was there, it was, it was a big moment for the team and we were, we were pumped that it happened for sure. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people were like, Holy moly. Like it, it really made people open their eyes that you guys were the real deal and you were here to play with the big dogs. And I know Dustin's been busting his ass over there to, to make that team the one, you know, the one Suzuki team that belongs, right? Cause you had JGR a couple of years ago, but now JGR is gone and you guys have big uh, shoes to fill over there for Suzuki. But I think Dustin has a, an amazing setup with the, the semi and the bikes and the, the team wear. I mean, the whole thing is all like a really clean look. Yeah, no, with, with JGR leaving, we definitely had big shoes to fill. And I mean, I think we've done a, a great job at it. Sure. Supercross didn't go as planned, but yeah. you know what? I mean, shit happens. So we're, uh, we're excited coming into outdoors. We got the first round out of the way and you know, everything is, everything is going real smooth. And, um, I think Suzuki's happy, as happy as they can be. So, 
we're uh, we're happy and we're trying to do everything we can to keep keep them and, and Twisted Tea and all the other sponsors happy. It's crazy, right? We look back like 10 years ago or 50, even 15 years, 20 years ago, and we were our, this sport was so results-driven. But I think now in today's world with social media and all that stuff, if you can present your sponsors with a good social media plan and a good outlook, like, yeah, you didn't have the results that you had, but you have a European guy that has a really good following. You have a motorcycle rider slash rapper and just an entrepreneur. And then you have guys like Brandon that could easily get on a top five or a podium, you know, any day of the week if, if it all goes together. So I feel like you guys definitely present something to sponsors that isn't really results driven, but it's a whole package. No, exact. You're 100% correct on that. And that that's something that Adam brings a lot to the team is he he doesn't get nervous like when cameras are around him brandon he can't speak when a camera's on him he's <laughs> he just he locks up and he he, he can't like talk into a chick but no exactly but <laughs> but adam it's like it comes so natural to him that he does like all our media stuff and all the sponsors love him and like just how how Justin and how his cousin chase who runs our social media has been presenting at uh, I've heard nothing but great things from sponsors and from people outside who are just like, dude, whoever runs you guys' social media and whoever's doing all of this, it's top notch. Yeah. No, it really is. I mean, it's 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 really cool. And for me, I've known Dustin for a long time. And, uh, like, we weren't ever, like, super close. But, like, I've seen what he's gone through um, with injuries and all that. And it's, just, it's crazy to see where he's been through on a motorcycle and now running a team. It's, it's pretty cool. And, like I said, you guys have, I think, one of the – ideal idea setups to where it's like you have a guy that could get results you have a guy that has a really strong following and then you have another guy that is you know max and brandon both are the guys that could top five any day of the week so and it, I, yeah I mean, yeah i mean it's nuts honestly it's, it's cool like to see it all and, and like i said suzuki gets a bad rap but overall their bikes look pretty badass yeah no you're exactly right i think i think it that if people would give Suzuki a chance, they would they would love it right. because it's a great bike. It has it has a great engine package. It handles amazing. It's one of the best handling bikes out there, in my opinion. And everybody you talk to that owns a Suzuki loves them. It's you you just have to get the people to it, which yeah is which I mean it's it's, it's brand bias. Everybody's biased to their own right bias. right so, yeah. It's it's one weird still, thing about loyalty. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Everybody in this industry and that owns a bike is loyal to their brand, which, I mean, hey, we understand. Everybody understands that. Yeah, to teach but their own. You, you talk to anybody that owns a Suzuki, and they have hardly any bad things to say about the bike. Yeah, no, I, I will have to agree with you on that. Um, for you, though, like I don't want to talk too much about team. We can kind of get come back full circle to that as we talk through what you've been through as a – as a fan and as a rider and then now as a mechanic and being in the industry, like we'll, we'll get back to the team. But for you, like you kind of started out as just a, you know, a fan, like all of us, but you didn't really have dirt bikes a lot. You were more of a quad guy. We're both from NorCal. So like there's a place called Pismo really, really crazy busy on the, on holidays. Like it's like a super cross out there in the sand dunes. Like it's just thousands of people drinking, partying, having the time of life, making yeah. the best memories, yeah. best memories ever. <laughs> so for you, like how did you go from a little town in Hillmar that probably has a population of 10,000 
to not even that. I think yeah, we're I was like, say, it I think can't we're be that like much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the the cows on the on the dairy farms uh, outnumber the people in that town. That's a fact. Yeah, it's got to be like <laughs> it's got to be like Hillmar, Denair, and like all those little towns, and then like boom, it's Turlock, and then yeah, it's just nuts. Like, so for you, it's just crazy to think you did that, right? Like. If people don't know, like, Hillmar is very, very small. Like he just said, it's 4,000 people. There's one track kind of close that's called Oatfield, and then everything else is probably yep. two hours away. And then, like, of course, like you said, you get the dunes and everything. But, like, you were, like I said, you were going to the dunes and doing that. You weren't racing dirt bikes. You weren't going to Oatfield. You weren't going to Loretta's. You weren't going to Texas. So, like, how did you get into being a wrench, A? And then, B, how did you go from being a wrench, um, as like a privateer wrench to now working for, uh, for Hep Motorsports. Dude, it's, it's honestly, it's still crazy to me to think about how, how far I've been and just from where I came from. Yeah. So I pretty much, I mean, I, like you said, I rode, we rode, we went to Pismo a lot. I rode quads. I mean, people are going to laugh, whatever. I rode yeah, quads. Who yep. cares? Yeah. You're yeah, riding. It's, it's all there. I rode quads. Yeah. yeah you're exactly. riding. That's just, but, we all talk shit, but, at the end of the day, yeah, we we all. I work for a company that sells the quad guys, snowmobile guys, jet ski guys. If it's got a motor, yep. we'll freaking sell you something. <laughs> yeah, and the industry is going to thrive. So yeah, but um, my dad grew up around bikes. Okay. My grandpa had Har- my grandpa had Harleys. Um, my dad had a Harley, and he bought a quad like a couple years before I was born. And then I just got into it naturally. I raced a little bit. I raced at like Stanco Fair or Merced or Los Banos Fair or whenever they had the fair races going on. But, um, dude, I just, I remember the first time that I watched Supercross, it was bar to bar in 1998. And I was like seven years old, dude. And just seeing like Jerry McGrath and Ezra Lusk and Jeff and Megan, those guys, dude, like I just, I became attached to it and I loved it. And from that moment on, like I was seven, I just, it was all dirt bikes for me. Even though yeah. I never owned a dirt bike, it was still, supercross for me and okay. I, I never really like i never got into it like we went to san francisco in i want to say it was 05 to the supercross and that night i became a huge chad reed fan because everybody then it was ricky carmichael ricky carmichael ricky carmichael yep. and chad led like almost the entire race and then ricky carmichael passed him with a couple laps to go if i remember correctly was that the mudder and do was I, that the one that was like gnarly mud? no no it wasn't a mud race it was okay. a regular it was it wasn't muddy but okay. dude, it's like Everybody was a Ricky Carmichael fan and seeing like Chad, who, I mean, I didn't know a lot about the sport, so I didn't know that he had just won a championship the year before that. But to see him lead the whole race and then get past, I'm like, dude, like he's an underdog. I'm going to go for the underdog. Right. And dude, from that moment on, I was just a big Chad Reed fan and Supercross in general. And then I want to say I stuck around and like I'd watch a few races, but never watching every single race every weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, die, and die so, hard. Yeah. Exactly. Until about 2009, when I, 2009, I remember I watched Anaheim one and I'm like, okay, like, yeah, I, I, my love for it reignited. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a year and, Stu weeded up in the whoops and RV one, I believe. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the night. Oh, no. Oh, nine was when, uh, Grant won. Grant oh Grant yeah. Won. That was the first year. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yes. Please. You're right. But Stu Chad did weed up in the whoops, whoops that day, yeah. right? He did yeah. weed up the whoops, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he hit neutral going into the whoops, and yeah. Reed tagged the back of him. Okay, But yeah. um, dude, since that, from that moment, like, I watched every single race, and then I watched every single outdoor. And I, I didn't ride, and 
I had always loved working on bikes. Like me and my dad on our quads, we, we always, we, we, my, we tore down a quad once we had a whole thing powder coated and me and my dad built it. I was always working on stuff and he he always showed me how to do it. And I loved it. I loved it, dude. And just, just, just being able to put it back together and seeing how it all works and just the ins and outs of it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like I was doing, I was doing two stroke engine rebuilds when I was, you know, seventh grade. And I, I knew that I wanted to do something mechanical wise from like seventh grade to like my senior high school. I knew I wanted to do something where I worked with my hands, but I didn't know what it was. Okay. And, and when I was a senior in high school, one of the MMI, um, whatever you want to call them, uh, representatives came to the high school, to my high school, to Hillmar high school. And they did a whole presentation at lunch about like, you know, come to MMI, learn to work on this, work on that. And all I was worried about is that, you know, you see the commercials that say that the pro race teams choose in my graduate. Right. And that was all I was worried about. I didn't want to go work at a dealership. I never had any intentions of doing that, of going and working at a dealership. Yeah. I knew I wanted to be, I knew I wanted to be a, a professional supercross mechanic from the time that I, that I set my mind to it. I knew I wanted to do it. That's and from, I, I didn't know. I knew nobody in the industry then I knew one person and it was Jim Hawley because he's my best friend's cousin. Okay. But I didn't even know, I didn't even know Jim. I, I, it, he just knew who he was. That's not even, yeah. yeah, that's not even a connection to have to get in a position where I'm in. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like, it's not like I knew somebody who is like best friends with the team owner or anybody like that. I knew nobody. And I decided, me and my parents talked about it. I decided I wanted to go to MMI. And I did it. I took out the loans. My parents took out some loans for me. And I did it. Okay. And about, I was a, it was a year program and about 10 months in, you know, I started realizing that, you know, that you need experience outside of it before the team choose you. And yeah, it's all I still, still politics. Like you can't just yeah. put it in my oh, resume. Yeah. You can't just oh, yeah. put it in my on your resume. Like, and 95% right, of the time, <laughs> 95% of the time you put it in your resume, nobody's going to hire you. Like, it's, yeah, like it's, it's with no experience. You know what I mean? Cause like, it's just, it's, yeah. They just hand you a service manual. But um, anyways, I was thinking, I'm like, you know, you know what? I'm about to go work in a dealership for the rest of my life. I'm pretty bummed about that. But um, I was driving. I was going to Arizona Cycle Park with my friend Bo and my friend Blake. And it was like 7 or 8 in the morning, and my dad calls me. And I'm like, first of all, Saturday. Why is he awake this early? Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, do you have a minute? I'm like, yeah, I do. And mind you, this is like two weeks before I graduate. So like, I'm still thinking I'm going to work at a dealership or, or not even be a motorcycle mechanic. Yeah. You're thinking, what did I just spend 10 months of my life doing? (laughs) Exactly. Like, and he calls me and he's like, Hey, have you heard of uh, snuffy racing? And I had heard of them. A buddy of mine, Colby Dirksen has told me about him before. Yep. And, uh, he's like, I'm like, yeah, I've heard of him. I don't know him personally. And he's like, well, your cousin's at that time fiance, he knows him and uh, something happened with the guy that was working for him and he needs somebody to work for him and he wants you to come talk to him when you get home, when you graduate. And dude, at this point I'm just stoked. Like, like I don't even care if there's a, if there's like a chance that it's not going to happen. All I'm thinking about is that it's going to happen because I knew he worked with Dustin. I knew he knew people like this was my end. You know what I mean? 
I had one chance and this, this was it for me. Right. So, right. so the, the, go ahead. Go ahead. The last two weeks go by. I graduate. I come home. I take two weeks off to just like rest and recuperate because I just, I was spent from that whole year in Phoenix. And, um, I text my cousin's fiance, Roddy. I'm like, Hey, can you set up a meet time with me in Redain? And he's like, yeah. He's like, he says, come down, uh, next Tuesday. He'll be back from Washougal at that point and you can talk. I'm like, okay. So I go down there. Yeah. Yep. First of all, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you know, Redain, right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm like, fuck you. This guy's fucking funny looking. I'm like, but, uh, I meet him and I'm like, how's it going? And he's like, so you want to be a professional supercross mechanic? I'm like, yeah, I, I do. Just blunt. And That's how Redain like, is, dude. Just blunt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He just blunt as fuck. He just blows you out. He's like, so you want to be a mechanic? Huh? I'm like, yeah, I do. He's like, all right, let's see what you got. And uh, well, I made a mistake. I for a mechanic job. I don't know why I wore nice clothes. I wore a white t-shirt. Oh, no. And uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that fucking t-shirt went in the trash can after that day. He's like, uh, he's like, all right, come over here. And he's like, there's two Suzuki engines sitting on the bench. At, at the old snuffy shop and he's like take the head off this one he's like and then take the head off this one and take the valves out i'm like okay so i take the head off the first one and i'm like halfway through taking the head off the second one and take the valves out and he looks at me and he's like he's like all right he's like plan on having a job because i could really use your help around here and dude like the level of excitement like just flowing through my body at that point was you're like i don't have to unreal. work at a dealership <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm like, thank God. Like, yeah. I, I, this is my end. I'm here. Like, I don't have to work at a dealership. And he's like, oh, by the way, these are Kyle Cunningham's engines, which at that point was like a big deal. I mean, it's still a big deal, but at that point it was a big deal for me because yeah. I didn't know Kyle then. What year I was, was this? A fan. This was 2015. Okay. 2015. Okay. So he's like, these are Kyle Cunningham's engines. I'm like, oh, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is, this is, this is gnarly. This is a top 15 but, guy. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I take the valves out, and then I worked for Redain for three and a half years. And in that time, I he was working with Dustin. Obviously, right. he was Dustin's yeah. mechanic. He was Dustin's engine builder. Suspension, everything. Next, yeah, he was everything. Yeah, dude, he did everything for Dustin. Yeah. Yep. And um, the next year rolls around, and I get the opportunity to work for my first work, work my first Supercross with. Uh, with uh, Teddy Parks, who is Ted Parks, the owner of PPJ, yep, his son. I get the opportunity to work the first race, my first race with him, which I didn't even know I was going to work as a mechanic. I thought I was just going there to set up easy up and just help out. Okay. And then I get there, and he's like, he's like, here, here's the bike, here's the wheels, take the wheels over to Pirelli. And I'm like, so like I'm Teddy's mechanic, and he's like, yeah, what'd you think? I'm like, I thought I was just like. You know, here to yeah. Like, like, I thought, I thought I just going to be a fluffer or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I was just here to hang out. He's like, no, you're like you're Teddy's mechanic, and dude, like that at that point, like so so happy. Yeah. To just to just like six seven months after I graduated MMI, and a year and a half after I graduated high school, like I was still. I think yeah, I mean, you're 19, I? 19 I years just, old. I just turned nineteen. Yeah, yeah, I just turned nineteen, and like the level of excitement and just had the, the joy that I got out of that day and like feeling how I felt going to the line for the first time, going to down on the track walk, like being in the pit. Like I still get that feeling today. Yeah. 
and that's how I know that like I'm doing the right thing and that I'm not doing the wrong thing in life because like being just like that feeling that I got at that point be my first race and still feeling that today it's like it's pretty cool because not a lot of people get to say they feel that when they go to work you know what I mean yeah like it was it was just it was on it was it was a surreal moment for me and like I had to like bring myself back to reality because like I didn't feel like it was real but like that night was just amazing dude we didn't make the main like Teddy rode good but still just like being there for the first time and like doing what I had dreamt of dreamt of doing my whole life pretty much because I always knew I wanted to be a mechanic and be around supercross like it was unreal and like even as far as I am today even if even if I never would have gotten past that moment I could die happy because I got I I was able to achieve what I set my goals out to do you know what I mean yeah, like you, you said, hey, like seventh grade, I'm going for this. And then 10 months in AMI, you're like, I don't know if it's going to work. And then, boom, next thing you know, you're on the line with Teddy Parks trying to qualify for a Supergirls. Like, that's pretty gnarly it, if you think about it. Exactly, dude. And, like, I was – it was it was just something that I'll never forget. We were doing it for the first time, even yeah. though I do it – I do it every Saturday night now. I'll, I'll never forget that first time. It's pretty nutty, right? Like, I've never, I've never been on your level. Like, I can't work on shit, I'll be honest with you. But, like <laughs> – Having friends that were really fast, you know, Will McDonough, Keith Knight, Blake Ballard, I have, I've had opportunities to work with those guys. Briar Perry, you know, yeah. I just changed filters and, and wheels. But to be able to go to the line and be standing next to these amazing athletes and to get your – I mean, my heart's – I'm not even racing, dude, and my heart is beating so fast as you just, these bikes fire up and you're packing yep. gate and you're saying – and you're giving these guys five words – that come to your mind and say, dude, like go out and crush it. Yeah. Like, you can't even, like, I'm speechless right now out, just yeah. even describing it. Cause it's, it's a feeling that you just, it's, in, it's, unreal. No, it's, like we, it's like what we live for, right? Like I never got yep. to be a professional mechanic, but I got to experience, you know, I, Keith went 20, I think Keith got 26 overall at Washougal. Blake's best, I think was 30th or 30th, 31th at Hangtown. And it's just like, mm-hmm. those guys are so stoked. Of course they want to get top 20, but yeah. To see the excitement they get from doing what they've tried their whole lives for and to be a yep. part of that is just it's an yep. incredible feeling. It, it is, dude. It's like like you said, when we're on the gate, even my heart starts racing and like I'm getting nervous so Yeah. I'm just like it's 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 gnarly. It's a crazy feeling to it, not even be the one racing. And you can only imagine how they feel, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like for me, it's like I get stressed out too because, like, like I said, I'm not on your level, but you're just like, did I tighten this? Did I do that? Did I check that? Did I check this? Like, one time, Will, I remember at Washougal, he ran out of gas and I was felt so bad. And his dad's like, I thought you checked gas. I, and I was like, I thought you checked gas. Like, and I just felt miserable for Will. And I was like, dang it. Uh, but it happens. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, you got to, you know, yeah. you're, you're lucky no one gets hurt. But like you said, it's just that feeling you get pushing a bike down the line or riding behind your rider with a pit board and all that getting ready to go to the game yep. it's just that feeling it's just it, it's incredible honestly it, it really it really is and like you said the feeling of like oh shit did i tighten this even though like you go over the mental checklist in your head and you're like yes yes ryan you tightened it yeah you never like you never not tighten that like my biggest one is the rear axle dude i will check the rear axle five times before the bike leaves the pit and I'm still thinking like, did I tighten the rear <laughs> axle? And I'm like, and like I torque, I torque it like 
seven times before it even leaves the pits, and I'm like, yes, you know it's tight. Why are you second-guessing yourself? Yeah, you're just like, man, that's one thing I yeah. wish I would have got to do. Like, I never got to do that was go to a Supercross. Um, I wish I could have wrenched for one of those guys at Supercross, but um, it, unfortunately it never happened. But I can only imagine when it's like going through the tunnel and just waiting for your name to be – your number to be called. Yeah, it, 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 Supercross is definitely like – a it's different than outdoors because it's just yeah. it's a show. You know what I mean? You're there. You're there for a show. Outdoors, it's not a show. They're there to race two thirty minute motos and like suffer. Right. Supercross is a show, so there's definitely there's definitely a different feeling. You know, when you're in the tunnel and the fireworks are going off and national anthems getting sung, like it's it's definitely it's it's a it's a pretty cool feeling that it's hard to replicate that feeling. Yeah. Even not being the one racing it, it's just like being there. Under in the tunnel with your headset on, the backpack, pit board, holding the bike, you're like, shit, like shit's about to go down, like it's time to go. So for you, do you besides the Teddy Parks moment, do you have anything else that sticks in your mind that you're like, Holy shit, that just happened. Like I can't believe this is happening to me right now. Um, top five last year with Jacob and Supercross. That was that That's was cool. a night that yeah. that was a night that I will never forget. That was that was my first top five and the only top five I have so far. Even though it was in the lights class, I don't even care. Yeah, I mean, it's, the class was still tacky. You beat factory dudes. Exactly. To just to come from where I like, where I came from, you know, not having an insider, not not knowing a lot, and yeah. you know, going through it, starting from the bottom. You know what I mean? Like I literally started from the bottom, right? And to call my way to not even to the top yet. I'm not even where I want to be, but to get a top five with Jacob was one of the best nights of my life. And it was, it was, I'll never forget the feeling of him coming across the line. And, you know, I was pushing him, pushing him. Cause all I had to do was get, get two more dudes than we would have got third, but right. you still, still to come away with the top five, you know, the excitement that Jacob had when he came off because just from where, where he had been, you know what I mean? Yeah. He t- well, his, his excitement and my excitement was just was, and that night was just was unreal, and I'll never, I'll never forget that because it was, I was, I was just so, so happy. You know what I mean? I, I don't even yeah. know how to explain it. Yeah, there's only a few guys that have been able to do that, like privateer bikes. Like Rensland did it in Indy. He got on the podium. Jacob did it. Yeah. Um, there's only a handful of guys that can say that they weren't on factory teams that were able to get in great Top positions yeah, yeah great positions exactly and like for you like what i don't know if you can remember you probably do but for you like what are you riding on the pit board are you riding like halfway breathe top five two guys like what are you kind of saying to him like you know and, and then also for him if you remember did he ever say anything like dude i didn't even see the pit board i was just zoned in like do you remember any of those details at all or no um i was just, i was just saying like push yeah, uh, heart wrap was in front of him, which is ironic. So I put, <laughs> I literally put, I put, I put heart wrap equals third because it, it was a triple crown. So at one point he was in fourth. Okay, and I put heart heart wrap equals third, and I'm just telling him push, and then like at the end I'm just saying like you know breathe, you know just yeah two laps, focus, three yeah. Laps, yeah focus, yeah. And I didn't even ask him if he's seen the fit board because I was I was too busy. Uh, Enjoying the moment. Yeah, enjoying the moment. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. So, like, let's talk about that a little bit, okay? So, like, you were at Snuffy with Redane, and then you go to TPJ with Teddy. So, I imagine your relationship with Teddy Teddy Sr. builds a little bit, and then you're meeting Dustin, and then, then boom, you're at AJE. So, how do you go from Teddy to AJE? 
Or was there anything between so, Teddy and AG? So I didn't work for Teddy solidly. I worked for him just for that race. Oh, okay, okay. And then, and then, and then I went to San Diego the next week because I pretty much begged Rodan. I'm like, hey, dude, like I love this. Let me go. And he's like, all right, fine. And then Santa Clara came around later that year, and okay. I did that with Teddy again. Mm-hmm. And then Outdoors came around that year, and Rodan sat me down. He's like, hey, he's like, I can't go to all these races because I have to run Little Oki, and Little Oki interfered with like the first five Outdoors, I think. And uh, he's like, do you want to go with Dustin? And I'm like, yes. You're like, yes. sign me up. Yep. I'm like, sign me up. I don't even, I don't care what I got to do. I'm like, I'll work 80 hours a week. I don't even care, but yes, sign me up. And so I got, I got the opportunity to do the first half of outdoors in 20, what would that have been? 2016 with Dustin. Okay. And that was, that was, that was a gnarly moment for me just because I, I had never done that before. And outdoors is gnarly. Like yeah. bike bike prep wise, you're not you're going nonstop from seven AM to seven PM. It it was it was gnarly and it was it was a learning experience for me, but I I felt like I handled it with a lot of composure and I mean Dustin was by far uh shocked with how well I did and he he voiced how well I did to me plenty of times that year. That's so awesome. that was that was that was a big moment for me to to be able to, to do it my first time with a, with composure and not not have any mess ups, you know what I mean? That was that was a big moment for me. Yeah. And then uh, I did that. I did so like for the rest of the time I worked for Redane for the other two and a half years. I would mm-hmm. just swap with, I would swap with him, and I would do half the races with Dustin. He'd do half the races with Dustin. Okay. And then uh, and then and then the first year of HEP come around, and me and Redane were still there. We were both there for that year. I worked with Henry Miller. And that was the first time that I had worked with anybody outside of like my circle. You know what I mean? Yeah, just kind of so, like, like building a fresh relationship almost. Yes, exactly. Because Dustin had rode for TPJ, so obviously Teddy was in this in that circle. Yeah. And but but when the first year of Pet came around, and I had been told that I was going to work with Henry, I was really excited for that because Henry had killed it outdoors that year, and and it was somebody new. You know what I mean? I didn't know where. I didn't know if it was going to take me somewhere else, which. I'll get to it. Did um, <laughs> I had the opportunity to work with Henry? Me and Henry clicked really well, um, and yeah, I did. I did all seventeen rounds of Supercross. That was my first time doing all seventeen rounds that year. Okay, um, and that was the first year of HEP, uh, and then we didn't do outdoors that year. Right. We did. We did. We did the first two, and I worked with Kyle because Henry went did his own thing outdoors with Supercross only contract. Um, and then about October that, or not even October, I'd say September of later that year rolls around and Henry calls me and he's like, Hey, I bought two bikes, uh, two KCM 250s. I got a guy that's going to front a bunch of money. And, um, he's like, I need a mechanic. Do you want to move to South Carolina to club MX where, where Henry lived at the time? Okay. He's like, do you want to, do you want to move out here and be my mechanic? And I said, I said, shit, Henry, let me talk to her Dane. Cause this is like gnarly. He's like, no yeah, problem. This is, right? big, this is a big, time. big deal. Yeah. Dude, dude, it's a big decision. And I just didn't want to, you know, flip the switch and just decide to do it. So I had to think about it. Right. And at this point, Redane was closing Snuffy. We were, we had moved out of the shop in Madeira. We had been up at his house in Northport. Um, and he was in the process of moving to Oklahoma to work with Jim Lewis at Merge Racing. Right. Yep. So I had talked, I had, Redane, I talked to Redane. He's like, listen, Ryan, he's like, 
I really, really want you to come with me to go work for Merge. He's like, I know we're going to need your help. He's like, and I, I, you know, we, we work with somebody for three and a half years. You're going to go a, a good relationship with them. And me and Rodane were like brothers, you know, we, we spent more time around each other than I did my own family for that whole three and a half years. Yeah. There's a lot of hours and, spent in um, shops. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's not, it's not nine to five. Like everybody thinks it is. You're there at 7am and you're not leaving until 2am some night. Right. But, um, he's like, whatever you want to do, Ryan, he's like, I will support you. And, um, I told him, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I think I'm going to do, go do this thing with Henry. Cause I, I wanted, I wanted to prove to myself that, that I could do it on my own. You know what I mean? Yeah. I it's, had done, it's like you said, had, it's an opportunity that you just, you kind of almost don't want to pass it up. Right. Cause you, since the seventh grade, you're like, man, like I want to be in the sport. And like you said, you didn't know anybody. So you're like, you're weighing the pros and cons, right? The cons are you're leaving family. You're leaving Redane. Yep. You're leaving yep. Dustin. You're leaving all Where this I live. stuff. Yeah. But the pro is you're going to club. You're going to meet a yep. lot of people at club. Um, yep. You're going to be on your own. You're going to get out of California, which is a plus in itself. Let's be honest. Oh, that's, that's a plus. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not uh, wrong there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's kind of a big step for somebody that's trying to claw their way up to the industry. Yep. I, uh, yep, yep, you're exactly right. So I told her down, like, because, like, I wanted to prove I could do it on my own because I did – Teddy and Dustin and some other dudes, but that had all been through Redane. Right. I wanted to prove to myself that I can do it, that I can do it on my own. So make, I told yeah, Redane, make like, your own relationships. Yep. Exactly. I proved, I told Redane, I'm like, I think I'm going to go to club and work at Henry. He's like, Ryan, he's like, whatever you want to do. He's like, I'll support you. And if you ever need a job, all you have to do is call me. So like, I, I really appreciated that coming from him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, in November of 2018, I, packed everything I could into my Ford Ranger and I uh, drove to club and I left everything that I had ever known in California. Right. And, and moved to club to work with Henry. That's so And, gnarly. um, dude, it was gnarly. It was a gnarly experience for me just cause I mean, I had obviously been to the East coast, but I'd never lived there. Yeah. Only place I lived outside of California was Montana, but I was six years old. And then, uh, Phoenix for a year, where am I? In and now you're was, driving was, across the country by yourself. Yeah, you're driving across the country by yourself. And Grant, you're well, still my, only twenty. You have to be only twenty two at this at this time. Twenty three, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just turned twenty two. Yeah. yeah, but I didn't drive by myself. My mom went with me. Oh, okay, okay. Back. okay. But but still, I'm moving across country to live by myself. Yeah, the only person I know, only person I know over there is Henry. You know what I mean? <laughs> So uh, That's crazy. I moved there. Yeah, it was crazy. I work with Henry. We do 250 East that year. We do all right. We do the last two rounds of Supercross on 450. And then um, we drive out here for Hangtown for the first national. Okay. And um, we're driving. I drove. His dad bought a fun mover. I drove it from club to my house, my parents' house in Hillmar. Mm-hmm. And then Henry's flying into LAX, and this is like the Tuesday before Hangtown. So I drive down to LA. Uh, we ride Milestone, and then we are headed back to my house, yep. my parents' house in Hillmar, because we're going to stay there because that's an hour and a half from Hangtown. Yeah, it's and then we're going to go there. We're going to go there Thursday morning. Yep. And uh, dude, it's like ten thirty at night. We're going through Merced. We're twenty minutes from my parents' house. And it's raining, and I'm in the passenger seat of the fun mover on my cell phone, 
and uh, all I hear is Henry yell, hold on. And next thing you know, all I see is just airbag in my face. Oh, shit. Uh, a drunk driver was getting on the freeway, um, Northbound 99 at Child's Exit, and uh, spun out. And we T-boned him going 70 in the fun mover. Holy and moly. it was, dude, it was, let me tell you some of the gnarliest things I've ever been through, but that was, that one was gnarly, dude. Yeah. I, I, it was just, it was so sudden and it, it, it messed with me for a long time. And it honestly still messes me to this day when I drive home and I pass that exit. Yep. Um, but it was, I don't, I, I, I can't even explain it and how gnarly it was to just, to be going and then all of a sudden we're T-boning somebody on the freeway. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, two so, days before a national. Two days before a national. Yeah. So, uh, as soon as the motorhome stops rolling, dude, I, I hopped out the window. I get Henry, his girlfriend and their two dogs out the window. And I look for my phone. I can't find my phone. So I take his girlfriend's phone. I call my dad. I'm like, Hey dad, uh, we just T-boned somebody on the freeway. We're in Merced. And he's like, okay, I'm on my way. Yeah. So he came, he picked us up, and dude, it's pouring rain. The one night in May that it rains in Merced, and yeah, it's yeah, pouring never rain. Fails, never fails. Yeah, I'm in a, sh- I'm in shorts and a t-shirt, and I don't have shoes on, and it's just pouring rain. I got blood dripping down my arm from a gnarly cut on my arm. Like, yeah, it was, it was just, it was horrible. But we get back to my house. I tell Henry and his girlfriend, I'm like, you guys sleep in my bed, I'll sleep on the couch. Uh, we wake up that next morning. Anyway, but my phone had gotten run over on the freeway, so I didn't have a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um, we go get me a new phone, and we start figuring out, like, hey, are we going to race? So yeah, yeah, like, that's, I, uh, that's the next, next yeah. question. Like, you're in the phone room with bikes in the back of it, like, you know what I mean? Yep. So I'm assuming that's on a tow we, truck going to an auto body shop or to your house. Uh, we had it towed to my dad's friend's uh, shop. He owns a manure spreading company. Okay. We had it towed to his yard. Um, I borrowed my buddy's pickup the next day. We went and got everything we needed to race. My toolbox, gas, uh, both bikes, uh, everything we needed. And my dad's friend said, hey, here's the keys to my uh, my Duramax. Take it, go race. My dad's other friend said, hey, here's the keys to my toy hauler. You guys take it and go race. Okay. So That's cool. Uh, That's we awesome. Went. Yeah. Yeah. We had a, a lot of support from my just family friends. Yeah. And uh, we went, we raced. It was the roughest day of my life. It was a mud race. I could barely walk. And um, Henry had offered me to go home to North Carolina to rest for a week. And I asked him three times. I said, Henry, are you sure? Henry, are you sure? Henry, are you sure? He said, yes. So he got me a flight. I went home. Um, uh, the girl I was dating at the time, I was staying with, I was living with her. Yep. Um, a week after I get home, Henry fires me. Oh shit. Um, yeah. And then, uh, two days later, uh, the girl I was dating picks up with me. <laughs> oh damn. I had, dude, yeah, that's all within a week and a half of the car accident. Like it was, everything just like tumbled downhill for me. And, um, so I packed all my shit up and I moved back home to California. Right. I packed everything in the Ranger. I drove home and, um, that was that, that was that chapter of my life had closed okay. and I had some hard feel. I had some hard feelings for Henry. Of course. Yeah. No, anybody I feel, would. I feel I was unjust, but we squashed it. We're good. Me and Henry were, which, which we really, it, I get it why he fired me. 
kind of. I really don't, if we're being honest. I'm right. just saying that. But what hurt the most is that he was one of my best friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I moved out to North, all your stuff South Carolina. Yeah. yeah, I moved out there to work for him. He was one of my only friends. That I, I mean, I had friends there, but he was my best friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. We traveled together. We rode together every day. You know, you become you become one with your rider when you live together like that. And it just hurt because we were we were really good friends, but we we squashed it, and we're back to being really good friends, which makes me happy because he's a good dude. I like Henry. He has a lot of heart. Um, but anyways, I moved back home, and I go to work for DRS Suspension in Fresno because okay. right before I moved right before I moved to South Carolina, when Snuffy closed, because we were doing all his engine work because he didn't do engines. Okay. He told me, he's like, hey, I need a guy to do engines since Redain closed. I'm like, dude, I'm moving to South Carolina, or I would. But you have my word, if I if it doesn't work out, you're the first person I'll come see when I move back. So literally, dude, a week after I got back, I drove down to Fresno to his shop, and I said, hey, I'm back. And he's like, okay, good, I need a guy. So I went working for him. I was doing engines, I was doing suspension, I was doing everything, dude. Because he, he had a regular job, so it was just me at the shop during the day. Okay. And I was I was doing suspension, engines, whatever he had that he could throw my way, I was doing. And it kind of it kind of was a reality check because I had climbed how as far as I thought I climbed, you know, working with Henry, doing my own thing without the guidance of Redain, and to have it thrown back in my face and to be knocked back towards the bottom, it it kind of I kind of lost my drive a little bit. If I'm not going to lie to you, right. Um, because I, you know, I'd given everything to Henry and everything to this industry and for it to just chew me up and spit me out like that, it, it kind of stung. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, it didn't feel good. And I had finally thought, you know, am, am, you know, it's just as far as I'm going to get. But I, I decided, you know, no, it's not. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep at it. I'm going to find something for Supercross next year and uh, I'm going to do it. And it was a little okey. I was talking to Daniel okay. Blair. Yep. And uh, he said something about Jacob going to AJE. And then I said something about trying to find something for Supercross next year. And uh, he had said, would you go to AJE to work with Jacob? And I'm like, oh, dude, in a heartbeat. Like, are you kidding me? To have the opportunity to work with somebody of Jacob's caliber was yeah. like next level for me. Right. Like, I mean? where, where, do I, where do I sign? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's do the deal right now. Come on, let's do it. Yeah, but I just, I didn't, I didn't take it as a like, hey, are you interested in it? I just took it as a like, you know, would you? Like, I didn't take it as him being literal. Right. You're just like and hoping then, there's a door there that you could kind of peek. Yeah, exactly. I'm hoping to hear some, something like two weeks later. You know what I mean? Like, I'm gonna text him and remind him. But dude, literally two days later, Daniel messaged me on Instagram. He's like, hey. Here's my phone number. Call me later. Um, I talked with Jacob. I talked with the AJE guys, and they're all down with it. I just need your resume to give to them, and uh, you're good to work with Jacob next year. And I'm like, holy shit, dude! Did that really just happen this fast? You're like, because yes. you know, I'm like, I'm like three three months ago. I moved back to North Carolina, and I thought you know my career in this industry, professional wise, was over. Yeah, I mean, you're but, probably working um, on engine to DRS and just thinking to yourself, what? Where the hell did I go wrong? literally dude literally and there was that 
there was and many nights. against DRS, right? Like those guys are killing no, it. Like, no, they're, they're no. awesome. Yep. They're awesome guys. But yep. when you do seventeen rounds of Supercross, and then you feel like you're like in the industry, and then to be just a guy at a, at a, at a shop that nobody knows, yeah. like, not nobody knows, like nobody. But no, I'm just saying, I'm, like it's just a different feeling. In, still, I mean, not to interrupt you, but um, no, you're still, good. Like. Up to that point, I had built a name for myself, and everybody hearing that I was working at DRS, they brought a lot of their stuff to me just because, you know, either they use me at Snuffy or they know right. who I am from from what I've done. So, like, that was that was cool to know that I still have, you know, that my name is still out there in the local industry, and nothing against DRS at all. No, Robbie no, is of a course. Great yeah. dude, and he gave me the opportunity. I needed a job and he gave it to me. He let me live at his house rent free. Yeah. You know, I owe him forever for that. And yeah, I've heard I nothing but good things about those guys. No, he's a great, he's a great dude. Robbie's a great dude, but you know, it wasn't what I wanted to do. Right. It was not. What it, and I told Robbie that from the get go. I'm like, Robbie, I'm like, here's the thing. I'm like, if I get the opportunity to do something super cost wise, I'm like, I'll give you a notice, but I'm gone, dude. Like I'm going to take it if I can, but it worked out perfectly because, AJE, they they only wanted me for the weekend. So oh, okay. I was so fly was, in Friday was, and and leave Sunday. Fly, yep, fly in Thursday or Friday, leave Sunday. So I was still working at DRS Monday through Wednesday. I was getting I was work I was essentially working two jobs. Okay. And Robbie's like, "Do you need Mondays off to rest?" I'm like, "No." I'm like, "I'm I don't need Mondays off." You're like, "I'm stacking you know, cash I'm right now, Robbie." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, don't 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 ask my cash flow, Robbie. Like, I'm yeah. feeling good right now. Got my but, um, yeah, exactly. But the whole AJE thing and work with Jacob was uh, was was pretty was a pretty cool moment for me. Just from where I had been, you know, three four months before that to now being with a, a potentially a top five guy on on a team that wasn't a team that I had ties with because with Henry as privateer and before that was HGP, I had ties with Dustin. Right. To be on a team, on, be on a team outside of my circle, essentially again, was uh, was pretty cool for me. And to be working with somebody like Jacob Hayes was um, was a big moment for me up to that point because I I had been with people who were fighting to make main events, to now I'm with a top five guy. So I I had to not that I didn't have much shit together, but I had to like I had to get my priorities straight. And working with somebody like that it makes you work 110% because you see them putting in 110%. It makes, it makes me want to do my job even better when I, when the rider I'm with is getting results and I see the effort from them. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, for sure. So it's, it's one of those things to where like, you don't want to be, you don't ever want your rider to think that you're not doing your part, right? Like you want to have exactly. confidence in them knowing that you're giving exactly. their best effort so that they can give their best effort. 100%. You are absolutely right. But um, anyways, then then COVID hit, and that sent everything into a loophole. We weren't working at DRS. We couldn't get parts. Um, I did a lot of amateur stuff with uh, a local kid from up north, Aiden Steinbrecher, and uh, Ryder Ellis. I worked with Ryder Ellis for uh, quite a long time, actually. Okay. And I went to Texas with them, and then I went to uh, I went to Georgia with uh, Aiden Steinbrecher. Yeah. And um, his. His dad paid me to just drive the motorhome out there and, you know, work on bikes if they needed it. So I went out there and during COVID, I pretty much found, did anything I could to, to make cash okay. because we weren't working at DRS that much. Supercross obviously, obviously wasn't going on. 
So um, that was – I never really stopped working, but I – Yeah, you're doing like knick stuff, like knick-knack stuff, whatever yeah. you kind of get your hands on. Exactly. I was doing a lot of side work and stuff like that. Yeah. But anyway, Supercross starts back up. Well, before that, um, big news, Jacob broke his femur. Right. And that that really um, – that really bummed me out because – I mean, me and Jacob, we clicked really good, and then still to this day, or he's—I consider him one of my best friends. And when he got hurt, it really bummed me out. Not just not just job wise, but yeah, just on a personal level. Wise. Yeah, yeah, on a personal level, exactly because you know we are really good friends, and I don't I don't like seeing my friends hurt. And he was and, just starting um, to hit his stride too. Like he was like getting exactly comfortable. He was did. starting to get back to his his prime peak. But like he was he was on the move. He was. He was riding so he good. He had some teams. Look, like, from what I heard, he had some teams looking at him. Like there was some yep. stuff going his way for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he had told he had told me. He said when I talked to him like two weeks before he got hurt, I'm like, "What have you been doing?" He's like, "I'm just working, dude." He's like, "I'm trying to get us a factory deal." And he, I know he was going to do everything he could to get to take me with him, which meant a lot to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. It meant a lot to me to hear him say that because just. Hearing somebody you know trust you that much, it, it, it I don't know, I can't explain it. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. You know what just I mean? having your back and just just that whole mantra, exactly. that whole mantra and just persona of just you know. He's not just looking out for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah he's it's... looking out for me. We're a team. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're a team. And um, but anyways, yeah that that really sucked. That really sucked. And then um, we finished out Supercross that year with uh, Justin Starling. We had hired Justin on AJE. Yep. And uh, we had Killian Oberson on the West still. And then two rounds to go with the practice track in Salt Lake City, he crashes and paralyzes himself. Yeah, I remember that. That was that was that was really rough. Being yeah, that was only a couple. That was. There was two three rounds weeks, left, three, I think. Three weeks at, or no, not three, three weeks or three months after Brian Moreau. So it was like, yeah, yeah, it was like two, yeah, guy, it was, two guys was, in a Supercross season. Everybody was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, it was, it was, it that messed with me the most, I think, out of anything racing wise, being because I didn't know if it was mechanical or not, and I was the last person to touch the bike. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't, you don't know. You know, if something happened until you get back and you can look at everything. If he's in the hospital, you can't ask him what happened. You know what I mean? Right. That it was, it messes me quite a bit until, until obviously until I found out that it wasn't nothing. It was just a, a, a riding incident. Mm-hmm. But still to this day, it, it, it really sucks because Killian's a really good dude. And, you know, it's, it's still not going anywhere near how well we wish it would have it would but that that definitely sucked and that's what a lot of people don't realize i mean i hate to get off topic but a lot of people you know kind of beat up kenny um and his riding or whatever like he's riding amazing right like we wish we could have his speed but kenny's gone kenny's gone through a lot right and he's he was a guy that was on the top step and then in like the last two years he's uh went through gnarly surgeries he watched yep. his brother-in-law get paralyzed. Yep. And it's just like a string of things have happened to him. And, like, a lot of people don't realize, like, dude, like, he's just a human being. And they just – it's like stuff like that. Like exactly, like you just dude. said, like, like, you're not even a writer. He's a writer and he saw it happen. 
and you're a mechanic and to have the feelings that you're having as a mechanic you can only imagine kind of what the feelings he has as a writer dude it's like uh, exactly like people they don't realize that you know these guys are just human beings you know what i mean yeah we see them every weekend we see them every weekend on tv and they're on social media and stuff and we think that they're these big superstars who you know have everything dialed and their mentality is 100 percent, 100 percent of the time they don't see what goes on behind the scenes because let me tell you a lot of these people that i've been around are just mental head cases and that's no fault of their own that's the sport that we're in yeah is it messes with your head when you see injuries like that Right. And not only that, like you just said, no one's job is safe, right? Like, you are not 100% guaranteed. Like, I know of a guy who just got let go for no reason. And, like, it's just, it is what it is. Like, you just pack your shit and move on. Yep, exactly. Exactly. It sucks, man. Like, it really does. And and these guys on, on Instagram and social media and Twitter, it's like, I get it, you're a fan. But, dude, like, sometimes you just gotta use your words differently. Like, these guys are just people that have a very you know a very well gift but at the same time yep. they have feelings they have families they have personalities like so it just sometimes that stuff really irritates me no you're 100 percent right it's it's really irritating to see yeah it's it's i just wish that people were a bit more and that's the problem with social media is everybody thinks that they have a voice and that their opinion matters and they now have a way to reach out to these writers and right. to to say stuff to them, which isn't cool because they're just trying to do their job. You know, what hap- What if we went to their job and criticized them on every single thing they do? They wouldn't like it. Yeah, like, dude, you freaking you know didn't mean? flip my burger like you were supposed yeah. to. What the hell? <laughs> exactly. Like, I, I like it. I like it 10 more seconds on that side before you flip it to the other side. Yeah. Dude, come on. What are you doing? Dude, I'm like, I told you I wanted barbecue sauce. Why'd you forget my barbecue yeah. sauce? <laughs> right <laughs> you missed that right you suck no i'm just kidding uh, yeah but anyways we're getting off topic but yeah i just that kind of that kind of touched a nerve for me when you talked about that because it's like all this stuff that is going on in the industry and the sport it's like yeah it's it's cool we're back racing we're back to doing all this but like we didn't have this for you know a good three months so like let's not beat these guys up let's just be thankful for what we have and let's enjoy it because Exactly. Last year, nobody thought we'd be doing 17 rounds of Supercross and 12 rounds of outdoors. Let's be honest. No, no, I I did not. I didn't even think we were going to do any any Supercross last year. Yeah, I thought I did not think it was going to happen from everything that I was hearing, and yeah. that we got to finish it out in Salt Lake, and then to even do nine rounds of outdoors at that many different locations blew my mind, blew everybody's mind. Yeah, no, it was cool that they pulled it off, and we got we got some racing, and a couple rounds got fans. So, but let's exactly let's get back to what we were talking about. So, for you, you were with Jacob. Unfortunately, he he gets hurt, and then um, you're at Salt Lake. He gets hurt. So after that, how what happens after? Because Supercross AGE was Supercross only. So I'm assuming you finish out Supercross, and then you're kind of back to DRS, or or what's going on there? So. I was, I literally had left Salt Lake and, um, Dustin Pipe called me. Okay. And he's like, Hey Ryan. He's like, um, he's like, we need a guy for Adam for outdoors. Would, would you do it? And at this point, I didn't know what, what Jacob's timetable was for return. Okay. I didn't know that he was going to have to have another surgery and that everything was going to go wrong. I thought everything was going smooth. 
so I told Dustin, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I don't know what Jacob's timetable is to return. I don't want to say yes to you and then him start writing halfway through outdoors and I have to leave you guys because I don't, I don't want to put you in that position. Yeah, that's not fair to you or fair to them. I get it. Yeah. Exactly. And he's like, Ryan, he's like, I 100% respect that. He's like, and I appreciate your honesty. And he said, if he's like, if you need anything, we have some stuff here at the shop to do practice wise. And, you know, we could use your help around here. And I said, absolutely. I'm in. So I literally, I drove back to Arizona, to Phoenix, where the AJE shop was. Yep. And then I stayed there for like a week and then went to Jacob to drop some stuff off to him. And I came back home with uh, Daniel Blair. I rode back with him on 4th of July weekend. And then um, I think like two days later, I went to DRS and I pretty much told him I was leaving because I was going to help out Hep. And I told him I appreciate everything that he's done for me over the past year, you know, all that. And he, he was nothing but grateful to me. So that's still a good relationship that I have. And I'm happy to keep that good relationship because Robbie's a great dude. Yeah. And um, so I started doing practice stuff for, uh, for Hep, just stuff around the shop, getting bikes ready to sell, cleaning up the shop. And then um, they're like, hey, can you go down south um, and help out Mac for a few weeks? while his mechanics in Florida. I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So I came down here, helped out Mac, and um, this is this is like, I helped him out for like two, three weeks down here before outdoor starts. Okay. And they're like, Ryan, they come to me, they're like, Ryan, we don't care if you have to leave. Even if you just do the first five rounds first, we can't find anybody else for Adam. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm in, you know, it gets me to the races. And that's all I care about. I want to be at the races because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. Nobody's thinking about you if you're not there. Right. So yep. I help out, help out him out with the races, which if it wasn't Adam, I probably wouldn't have done it because I love the dude to death. He's such a good dude. He has such a good heart. Yeah, he's just wide open. Just um, a good personality to be around. He's, he's just, he, he brings everything up. He's like, he can be like the worst mood possible. And then you see him and he can just like read your mood and yeah. he'll walk over to you. He'll give you a hug. And then he's talking to you and next thing you know, you're happy and you're just like, you forget why you were even in a <laughs> yeah, bad mood. That's awesome. He's just he's just a good dude to be around. Um, so I help I help him out, and uh, it's like two races in, and I hear from Jacob that it's not going good. So I tell the guys, half I tell Dustin and Aaron, I'm like, hey, Jacob's not gonna be able to ride till like October, so I can finish out outdoors for you guys for Dustin. And they're like, Ryan, we appreciate that so much, and um, we're happy to have you. Because obviously I still had a good relationship with Dustin and Aaron from when yeah. I worked when I worked around them for three years because our shop at Snuffy was at Dustin's dad's body shop. Okay. So I I I had maintained that good relationship with Dustin. And um so yeah, I finished outdoors out with Adam. It didn't go as well as I had hoped, but Adam's not an outdoor guy. You know, that was his first time doing a full full summer of outdoors. Yeah, and I don't so, think he had high expectations either. He wanted to just get out there and, and put put the bike on the track. Exactly, he was there to put the bike on the track, and it was a building a building block for him for Supercross, so that he could stay training all summer. And right. if you look at if you look at how Adam looked coming into Supercross this year, it worked. He was in the best shape of his life. Right. He 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 was riding so good, and he was thin, and he it, it worked. What he wanted to do suffer through nine rounds of outdoors it worked so 
yeah, out, outdoors in, and um, uh, I wanted to work. I wanted to work with Jacob again. Yeah, we so had you're, you're waiting that, for that phone we, call. Yep, and it's not coming. And I'm asking him how it's going, and he's like, "It's not going good, Ryan." He's like, "He's like as much as I want to tell you that you know I found something for us next year." He's like, "You need to look after yourself." He's like, "If Pep offers you something, take it." Okay. He's like, take it because he's like, I don't know when I'm going to ride again. And I don't want you, I don't want you to lose out on money because I'm not riding and I can't pay you. So I said, I said, okay, I, I appreciate that, Jacob. So I had known that I had known that Hef was signing Brandon because I was still doing some practice stuff for them. I built, I helped build the bike that Brandon rode. And when Brandon came up here to test, I, I went down to the track and helped them out. So I told them, I'm like, Hey, if you guys need a guy for Brandon next year, I am interested. And they said, okay. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it, yeah. which I mean, I, I kind of knew that they were just blowing smoke on my ass. I kind of knew that I had it, you know, I had it locked down. Like if you don't give it to me, I'm going to beat y'all's ass. <laughs> no, yeah. I'm, just kidding. I'm, like, just I'm kidding. not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that like a cocky way or anything. Yeah. But, but like, you knew Brandon oh, didn't really I, have, I know, a, I, have a guy. You didn't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause if he had a guy, he would have came down with him to, to help. Exactly. And I knew that, you know, that the relationship I had with Dustin and Aaron, that, you know, they were going to do everything. They trusted you. Yeah. They knew that you did the job. Exactly. I meant that. And I kind of came out wrong, but I meant that in no way in a cocky, arrogant way. No, no, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Um, You're the shit, Ryan. We know. Okay. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, But yeah. So, like, what, when, when was this? Was this December? November? Um, beginning of November. Okay. So beginning of November. So you're all done. Beginning of November. Okay. Yeah. I had taken yeah about a month off after Supercross. Okay. Or after Outdoors to rest. And yeah, this is about the beginning, beginning the middle of November that, um, that I started helping them out. And then, dude, to be honest with you, from the beginning of November or the middle of November to, to now, dude, I've been home maybe five or six times yeah just traveling i dude i because like we live in i live at dave die dave die's house who is max's mechanic yep i live here because the shop is in his garage and everything's here in his area and dude like i yeah i pretty much live here i haven't been home it's been almost a month since i've been home now yeah i was home for a little bit after supercross ended because um my grandpa had passed away, so I went home, spent some time with my family. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, I've I've barely been home at all since since November. And yeah, that, that's gnarly. But I mean, that's that's life it, of mechanic, though, for sure. Like, I mean, it, it is, dude. Yep, it is. And everybody's like, dude, like you hadn't been home. I'm like, yeah, I know. And they're like, what the hell? I'm like, oh, it's it's part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, like this is the life. This is, this yeah, is exactly. what it's like to be like, I mean, there's not a whole lot of guys that can live in NorCal and be mechanics. Right. And then in today's no, industry. no, exactly. You have, you have to be down here. Yeah. You have to and be down there, I, Florida or North or North Carolina, North Carolina. Exactly. Exactly. You have to be, you have to be in one of those three locations. Yeah. And, um, if you're not down here, they, you can't do it. Cause I did it during some last summer. I did it cause I was just, I wasn't no Matt, uh, Adam didn't need a practice guy. 
So I was pretty much just flying in and I would come down here like every other week or two to help out down here. Okay. But, but, but now I'm like, I'm full time down here living, living at Dave's house, you know, we're at the shop every night and it's, it's been a grind. The super cross season has been a grind and you know, for only the, not even the second round of outdoors, it's, I, I haven't had a day off in I think three weeks. Yeah, I believe so I'm it. looking I forward. Believe it. I'm looking forward to the weekend off after Colorado. That's for sure. Yeah, you say that, but then you're going to get a phone call. You're like, damn, I got to go to the shop today. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm I'm going to Mammoth, so if they want me to come out of Vegas, they're going to you know force me to drive down there. Yeah, you don't have good service <laughs> any, anyways at Mammoth. Yeah, so, exactly. So you'd be. I'm going to turn my phone off, and I'm just going to sit in the freaking condo all weekend. Dude, Still I love Mammoth. Do. Mammoth is so awesome. Um, oh, dude, I love going to Mammoth. So I don't know if you could talk about it or if you can confirm or deny, but was there another guy in early November that was getting looked at by HEP team or was Brandon the only guy they were kind of had their eyes on? Um, Somebody else rode the bike. Okay. May or may not. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody else rode the bike. Yep. Um, He rode a, he rode a Honda this year for another privateers team. Yeah. Um, He rode the bike. Um, But I think they, they, they had always wanted to go with Brandon from, from what, from what I've been told and from what I can say. Yeah. I've heard nothing um, but good things about him. Like just super good kid, like laid back, very thankful. Yeah. Like I've heard really good things about Brandon. And I had known Brandon from, from through Jacob cause him and Jacob were roommates. Okay. So, so I had already had that, like not a, like not a big relationship with Brandon, but I had known him already. Yeah. At least you had first name basis. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I could, I kind of got the feel for how he was. He got the feel for how I was. Yeah, so I feel like it was it was just a good fit that you know I had already known him and we were working together and we get along really good and I think uh, I think we make a really good team. That's awesome. That makes it easier for sure. Starting off a fresh, uh, starting off fresh. So no, that, that's it. Huge. Really does. No, that's cool. That it that, really does make a big difference. Yeah, and I think that's what's what's interesting about the HEP team is they've kind of brought on some guys and the guys that they bring on have been really good people to work with and have been excited and are building relationships. It's not like a new guy. They're not like a fill in ride, right? Like they kind of have guys that are there and, and are permanent guys. Like I feel like Max isn't going anywhere and Brandon's not going anywhere and Adam's not going anywhere. Like I feel like Dustin's trying to build a team that you can have a really good foundation at and, and hopefully get in, maybe get into something else. But if you can't, you're on a solid team with solid support, which is really cool. No, exactly, and I think Dustin's done a really good job with that the past two years with keeping Max, and I think, as far as I know, Max wants to stay, and they want to keep him, and they want to keep Brandon, and it, I think he's built that over the last two years because if you look at the first two years, you know, they had some guys swap in and out. And yeah, then, but, growing pains of a new the, team. Yeah, exactly. You know, new team, you know, they're going to figure some things out, but I think now, team-wise, Dustin. Dustin has done a really good job at, you know, at building a good, a good team and a solid, a solid just structure. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I would have to agree with that. And like, like I said, out, like at the beginning of the show, I said the outs, outside looking in it from the bikes to the, to semis, to the apparel, to the, I mean, everything just has a, a good look to it. Like it just seems, it has a really good presence. And I think that's how Dustin's been able to accomplish what he's been able to accomplish. And, it's good to still see a Suzuki on the track and, and fighting for those for those good finishes. So, um, but before we continue, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors. Speaking of people coming on board and helping you and 
and supporting your janky production that you're trying to do. Um, I'm excited to have these guys on board. Spot Network has been nothing but awesome for us. Without them, I wouldn't have this podcast. So please check out the Spot Network app. Go download this app or go download their app. Download the show. Also, a huge shout out to Scott Goggles, Works Connection, Bell Ray, Motion Pro. Those guys have been awesome. I've known them for a long time, and I'm really excited having them on board. You guys, I would imagine, use some Works Connection parts and some Motion Pro parts as well on the team. Yep, we use uh, Works Connection, the perch and lever, and the okay. whole device, and then uh, yeah, we use all Motion Pro tools, and I love them. They're 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 amazing. You have a favorite of the T handles, dude? I love good, the T handles, huh? dude. They're so good, and the short ones for my backpack. Oh my god, they're they're amazing. Yeah. Honestly, they're the best T handles out there. Do you, like that? Do you have that? Do you have the spanner one that you hold the little handle and like it spins for you? Do you have that one? Um, I have that one here at the shop. That one's sick. I just got that one. It's kind of cool. Yeah, like, it is cool. Yeah. Cause like I, I suck with the normal ones with the finger when you try to twirl your finger real fast and spin the T handle. Yeah. I, I haven't got it's that like down. A, it's like a practice. You got to get it down. And once you get it down, it's like riding a bike. It never leaves you. Yeah. But like with the other one, with the little spanner one, I just hold the little blue handle and it does it for me. It's sick. Yeah. And then just spins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I feel like a factory. Really good. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I, I got the I got a modded T handle. It's like a factory yeah, T no, handle. That one. That one's really good. I have I have that one here at the shop. I use it quite a bit. Heck yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, and then also too, we also have our segment presented to you by JD Beach. A huge shout out to JD. He's uh, been killing it on the American Flat Track series. So please go check that out. Um, they are growing like crazy. The flat track scene is blowing up right now, and JD's been kind enough to help me with my show and and get involved and send me some really cool questions. So I really appreciate all JD's help. And for you, Ryan, he's got some cool questions that we will go over. So, again, this is the Beach Say What segment and uh, presented to you by J.D. Beach. So let's see what he's got for you this week. Do you know J.D.? Have you ever heard of J.D.? Uh, yeah, I actually watched the uh, track and uh, the one in Atlanta, I think. Okay, yeah. That was like right and, after you guys yeah. just left. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And he, I think he won, didn't he? Yeah, yep, he did. So yeah. He was, yeah, he won. Seems like a pretty cool dude. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, you know, it's one of those things to where, you know, riders have to overcome a lot of stuff. Like last year, man, he had bike struggles after bike struggles. And this year he's just, they like found it and he's killing it. So it just, that that adversity, same goes for you. Like in this industry, you have to have adversity and be able to adapt and, and go, you know, move on and put things behind you. And it's pretty crazy to think of the things that like you've done, I've done. Like for me, like moving from California with me and my wife to indiana not knowing anybody to, to be a rep like i'm in the same boat yeah. you were in like i knew i wanted to be a rep like and i was like if i have to move to indiana to be a rep i'm moving to indiana <laughs> so luckily yeah. it all worked out for me indiana worked out i met some amazing people and now i'm with fly and i'm thankful for every opportunity and it sounds like that's kind of the same story for you like you know just Absolutely. opportunities led to to new opportunities and it seems like it's been really working out yep yep that's a fact so let's see so jd said uh why are you hating or why is why are you so against knee braces and neck braces? And then he said, "Ha, just kidding," because he knows, like, you know, everybody yeah, gives right a shit for being Ryan Hughes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Dude. All right, so let's see. He's got. When was the last time you took the banshee out to the sand dunes? Man, that would have had to have been my senior year of high school. Dude, how fast were those things? Those things were like dangerous. <laughs> Dude, I love that thing. And you probably you uh, probably had one that had like toomies on it, dude, stretch, like just bitching. No, it's it's it, all I had done in mine was just FMF 
pipes on it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, then I last time I took it out, I blew it up, and it's still sitting in my garage, blown up from <laughs> seven years ago. <laughs> Factory mechanic life, dude. <laughs> Screw yeah. working on your dude, own I'm, shit. <laughs> yeah, literally, dude. Like it's just sitting there with. I think I took the pistons, the pistons out of it, so I can look and see what's wrong with it, and I literally put it back together. And it's it's sitting there, and we've gone through like we've moved twice. My parents' house because it's in my parents' house. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's 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 still sitting in the garage. <laughs> blown up that's awesome from my senior high school in 2013 dude that's it's crazy how that happens like because you like you talk to like factory mechanics or or like car mechanics they're like they work on shit all day they don't even want to work on their own shit dude i had a crf 250r 2010 and that thing had so many problems with it and literally it was always broke and my friends were like let's go riding this weekend i'm like no my bike's broke and they're like aren't you a mechanic <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but the last thing I want to do after I get home from work is work on my shit. Yeah. And not not make money, but let, I'm going to be spending money. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out on that. That's literally and what like, I was just thinking. You're like, I wouldn't mind working on it if I was getting paid, but I'm not Exactly. <laughs> like, I would That's literally, awesome. it would sit there. It'd sit there for like seven months, and then I'd finally like be like over it, and I'd fix it, and yeah. then I'd ride it. And break then, it. Yeah, break it, and then wouldn't ride it for seven months. And then uh, I finally sold it like two years ago, I think. Yeah, you're like, get this thing out of my way. Yeah, I haven't had a bike since then. But uh, He kind of asked how you went from track prep kid to an SX mechanic. We kind of covered that already. Uh, yeah. The next question is, if money wasn't a problem, what would be more fun? Entry-level mechanic working out of a small team van or box van or a factory team with all the bells and whistles but added stress? Man, that's a tough question because yeah, I, I, get, I get what he's like, saying. I I honestly get yeah. what he's saying. Like, if money wasn't a part of it, like obviously yeah, everybody wants to be a factory mechanic, and I want to win championships. Like that's my long term goal. Right. But but then again, doing it as a privateer out of a box van is so much fun. This is just you and your rider. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you and your rider, and you're driving, and you're you're not flying. You're driving all the races. And you're traveling, you're seeing all this cool shit, and it's like, I, I had a lot of fun doing that with Dustin or with Henry or anything like that. So, so that's that's a tough that's a tough one for me. Yeah, but I'm gonna have to go with factory mechanics just because that's that's my long term goal, and that's been my goal since I was in seventh grade. That's awesome. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, I guess if you're rich and you want to sponsor a team, it'd be fun. Like, like just be able to do it and say that you did it. But at the same yeah, time, yeah, it's like if you fun. can hang up a number one plate, it's like if you could say factory team with all the bells and whistles and a championship plate, we'll check yeah. championship plate. I'll take that one. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Any day of the week. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine that feeling just being able to say that you, you worked for a champion. Uh, right. All right. Let's see. Then JD also asked the second or the hardest day as a mechanic, but the best outcome. Like nothing's going right, but then all of a sudden it starts clicking for race day or for like let's say a heat race. You guys couldn't get it together. LCQ barely made it in, and then heat race or then main event. Boom, you're in the top ten and you finish great. Like something like that. You having a story like that to where you had a really shitty morning or afternoon, and then the, and then the night rolled around and it went really good, or even outdoors qualifying went bad, but then you had two good motos. Um, man, 
No. Any 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 of the races I do with Henry, I would say just because the kid crashed a lot. You know, I love him to death, but but dude, the amount of record the year he looked for hat. Oh, dude, the year he looked for hat. I went through about eighteen or nineteen sets of of uh, Mika bars in the sixteen rounds that he raced because he missed one round. Dude, I went through so many sets of bars that year. Like we were literally like we were like hey, we called like the tenements at Mika like hey, we need more bars. They're like we just sent them to you. I'm like. Yeah, we need more. Henry keeps bending him. Yeah, Paul's thinking, so, dude, like, you're, getting, you're yeah. getting into your budget here. <laughs> exactly. I'd say any, any of those days, because he had some gnarly ones in practice, and, you know, he, he'd still find a way to, to come make the main when it when it counted. He didn't make every main, but but yeah. uh, we made we made quite a few, and um, just some of the gnarly crashes he had in practice were, were gnarly. So, yeah, I'd say any of those, those – uh, those uh days i worked with henry at hep okay that makes sense for sure like yeah it's it's one of those things where you're thinking every time he goes out you're like dude please don't please don't please don't and then uh and then he puts it in there and gets into the main and and when your rider gets into the show dude it's it's a good feeling i'd say the first main event i made it would would was with henry first main event i ever made as a mechanic and it was houston in uh in 18 he had, a, he had a gnarly crash in practice and was down for, like, a while. I thought it was bad. And uh, he shook it off, and, yeah, we made the main that night, and I was I was pretty pumped that night. That was a good night for, for us. Hell, yeah, that's awesome. And I get, and then I'll add to JD's. Let's see here. So, those what, so again, that's, uh, that's JD Beach presenting the Beach Say What segment. So, again, thank you to JD for presenting those. And, again, thank you to all our sponsors. We can't thank them enough. Spot Network TV, Works Connection, Bell Ray, Motion Pro, and Scott Goggles. Please check those guys out. Um, Scott just dropped a new goggle called The Six Days. It's available now at your local dealer, so please go check that out. Um, Bell Ray also has dropped some side-by-side oil that's been crushing it with the all the side by sides, uh, players, Honda, Cowie, like so. Please check that out. It's uh, it's really good. Been doing really, actually, really good with that stuff. And then uh, you guys know Works Connection, like, um, like Ryan said, the the Elite Lever, the whole shot devices, those are staples in our industry. So please check out Works Connection and then um, Motion Pro. Those guys, it speaks volume. Their tools are. A must-have in our industry. So if you don't have Motion Pro, please check those guys out. And uh, please, if you have any questions about these brands, you can message us on Instagram at Motospot Show. And then uh, Ryan, what's your Instagram? Rh, what are you? Rh two two. Rh two two. So please go check out Ryan on Instagram. Rh two two. And then I'm at Triple J five three three. So again, thank you guys for all that. But before I let you go, Ryan, um, my question to you would be: if you if you could do it all over again. Would you would you change anything? Is there anything that you would do different? Would you stay? Would you not gone to North Carolina, or would you have tried to stay in North Carolina and try to, you know, maybe get to know the Phoenix guys or get to know more guys at club or you know, kind of, kind of take me back. What what would you change, or if you would change anything, you know what I mean? So that's kind of I would say my question to you. Like, do you have like I don't know if you'd even call regrets, or I would say more of do you feel like you missed any opportunities? I guess. You know, I've I've thought about this question a lot, just on airplanes or laying in bed at night. I I wouldn't change anything. You know, as as many I wouldn't know about misfortunes, but as like much shit has like gone not wrong, but just not right. Yeah, something something better has came from it. You know what I mean? 
like the whole the whole Henry thing with with him firing me for whatever his reasons were and all that and you know me having to leave North Carolina I wouldn't have been able to work for Jacob if it wasn't for that you know what I mean right it it a door closed but to me an even bigger door opened because having Jacob on my resume I feel like will do great things for me and it it has like I met I met Brandon through Jacob and now I'm working for Brandon. Yeah. And I just I feel like if if I if I go back and I change something, like maybe I do something different so Henry doesn't fire me or I stay in North Carolina or whatever, then then I'm not I don't think I'm not I'm don't think I'm where I am right now. Yeah. And I'm I'm really I'm really happy and content with, with where I am now and where, where my career is heading right now. I would have to say I would have to I would have to agree with you on that because like it's one of those things where like what if like you could have stayed at club and done that but I feel like you would have stayed at club and it would have turned into a hangout and then next thing you know you'd have been a parts guy at a motorcycle dealership in North Carolina yeah I'd be I'd be working at Justin Brayton's dealership in, yeah. in Monroe North Carolina or something like that yeah. exactly yep yeah. so I think everything ha- I'm a I'm a big believer in everything happens for a reason some people aren't some people I am are too. but I I honestly am um I feel like it's just you start thinking about things and you overanalyze it. And next thing you know, it's like, it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? Like this kind of happened yep. and that happened. You're like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. But I guess that leads into my next question. And I didn't even have another question for you, but it's kind of just, uh, hit me in the head with, but Paula, Red Fox Raceway, Paula. whatever the hell you want to call it. Dude. Yeah. I call it Paula. <laughs> yeah. Like how gnarly was that track? Dude, it was, stupid it was like dangerous right yeah it was it was bad like i could like the first of all the mechanics area was in a shitty spot like right out of a corner like yeah it was right out of a corner and we had that we had the hill right in front of us the anthill whatever you want to call it yeah we could not see we couldn't see anything else except for what was right there in front of us or right there behind us right and it was like a tight left after so like you were hoping that they weren't going to go way outside where they didn't see the pit board and then if they exactly. did go way outside, you're hoping you're in the right position where you didn't have 20 other mechanics over your shoulder blocking your shit. Exactly. Yeah. But the dude, the track was gnarly. Like I didn't see the front straight stretch until like somebody showed me a picture, and yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like now I get why Brandon was so timid through that section. Yeah, just like, holes and like. Yeah, outs. It, like, it, it was, was sketch. Dude, it was so gnarly. It was so, especially for California around. Like I mean. We don't get ruts like that out here, normally. Like I was, no. we get we get G outs and we get like holes and like square edges and stuff. But dude, to have it rutted like that for for California National, I feel like it's pretty gnarly. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the. I don't know if I want to keep using the word dangerous, but I would say that's probably one of the sketchiest tracks we've had in a long time. A long time. Yeah, it's it's right on that right on that edge of being being too sketchy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that like, one section yeah. after the big step up, they go big step up, roller left. Dude, that yeah. like little table step up, whatever that thing Dude. is, that had some holes in it where I thought guys were just going to endo their brains out. Yeah. It was gnarly. It was gnarly. Like, like I feel like, yeah, these guys are, are professionals and, you know, this is what they do. But there's a certain point where it gets, where it gets too dangerous and you got to, you yeah. got to touch some stuff up. Like, like I'm glad they touched up the, the, one section that you're just talking about. Yeah, I saw that too. I saw that second 450 mode because I, when I saw the 
the end of the 250 moto, and I was like, dude, if they leave that, someone's yeah. bleeding them brain, their brains out. It was, it was gnarly. I'm glad that they touched that section up for sure. Did the writers say anything, or did they just have common sense and they went and fixed it? Uh, do you know? As or you far don't as I know, know I don't. I honestly don't know. Okay. I, don't, I don't know if anybody talked to them or if they just went and did it, but I, yeah. I honestly have no idea. Okay. Either way, I'm glad they did it because you could, you could tell no, when, when it happened. It was like, okay, thank God. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty gnarly. The whole track was like that was gnarly. Yeah, it did look super gnarly on TV. But before I let you go, um, what are we expecting out of uh, old Brandon Hartraff for the 2021 outdoor season? Like, what's our goals? Our goals are obviously top 15, okay. top 10, which, uh, which I think is feasible. Uh, I see, I see the speed he has during the week. It's, it's just getting it there on the weekend. Yeah. And, um, uh, which is not far away because, I mean, he has talent. You know what I mean? The, right. He's yeah, got, he's the kid can ride a dirt bike. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He can ride a dirt bike. The talent's there. It's just, uh, this, it's just the first round. You know, you can't take anything away from the first round. No, no. I mean, we've seen guys DNF at first rounds and win championships. Granted, they're exactly. freaks of nature, but still, you, yeah. you could still, in Brand's position, if he stays consistent, he could be a top 10 overall points guy, no problem. Absolutely. So uh, I think I think we'll see that as we start heading east where, you know, where he's from. Yeah. So uh, I think I think it'll it'll start being better than what it has been. We're not we're not bummed with where we ended up this week. It's it's a good starting spot. He finished both motos. He didn't DNF, and if he didn't crash in the first moto, he's in points both motos. So yeah. we're 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 not we're not reaching for the, the panic button. So no. I think we're 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 not stoked, but we're not we're not bummed. We're happy. We're content with where uh, this weekend was. Yeah, I mean the class is stacked more than ever. I mean twelve. 12- or 14 guys are on factory bikes, right? And the reason I say Brandon yeah, can be a top 15 or top 10 guy overall is because I feel like not all those 12 guys are going to finish the series. Or no, they're, or no, they're no. going to go 1-5 one, one on one weekend, and then they're going to go 8-18 eight, on the next weekend or 8-12 on the next weekend. Like This clash is exactly. going to shuffle like crazy, I think, this year. Exactly. And I think that the the dudes that are just outside of the factory positions, like the uh, Brandon, Max, uh, Cody Shocks, I think it's going to be a good battle all year long between uh, between those guys. Yeah. I think if you're consistently 12 to 17, I think you can be close to the top 10 in points or top 15 in points because, like I said, these uh, points absolutely. are going to shuffle so much. Absolutely. You're 100% correct. Like AC, he went. He almost won the thing first moto, and then he got like 12 or something. In the second. Like he, went, he, went like, he got like 12th overall, I think. Yeah, and Kenny went what sixth one. Yeah, for third. Yeah, or second. second. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, it's just anything can happen mental. in this class. Yeah, I mean, it's thirty mental. sixty minutes of dirt bike riding is pretty gnarly. It is gnarly, absolutely, especially on tracks like that. Yeah, but Ryan, <laughs> I can't thank you enough. We got to get you on again, maybe after the se- season's over, and uh, absolutely, and you have some plans for twenty twenty two, and give us a little insight on what's going on at HEP, but. I do appreciate the time. Tell your team manager I want him on the show. He he left me on red. It hurt my feelings, but I I know he's a busy uh, man. I know he's a busy yeah, man. So I'll let busy, him slide. I'll let him slide. I'll tell him. Um, but yeah, definitely. Again, thank you for the time, and then uh, thank you to that one guy that's on TV every Saturday for uh, yeah us that some one inf- dude info about you, and then the other guy that works on tools. He's he's a weirdo yeah. too for getting us in contact. He's, 
Um, Definitely. But yeah, dude, thank you. I really, really appreciate it. This was fun. Like I said, I, I was going to keep it around an hour, but the conversation was going good. So we're at an hour and a half. So <laughs> I appreciate the time. And I, uh, like I said, I, I, uh, I apologize for the, for the scheduling conflict, but we got oh, you in, good, dude. dude. It was, it was fun. Yep. Anything, anybody no, you want to I... thank or shout out before I let you go? Um, you don't want your podium um, speech right now, right? Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. Like, uh, your, your thirty-minute moto. What's give me your shit? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just not. It's, I'll hold. I'll, I'll hold up the pit board with your sponsors on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to say. Uh, people, they 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 know who they are. Who I want to thank? Um, yeah, yeah. No, that's Pretty awesome, much, yeah. dude. Thank you again. No. Um, you have my number, so if you need anything, please reach out. But, guys, this is episode 25 with Ryan Hughes. He is the HEP Motorsports mechanic for Brandon Hartraff. So please check those guys out. Go cheer on Brandon at your local pro motocross race. And then Colorado this weekend, um, how are we feeling? Elevation? Uh, elevation should be really good. Uh, we got the bike style from last yeah. year. Um, the guys did a lot, of, uh, a lot of training today, and it was hot, which is going to be hot this weekend. So uh, I think it's going to be good. I, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. Awesome. Well, best of luck. We're uh, we're hoping for a top fifteen out of you guys, and we'll we'll keep an eye out. But man, thank you. I appreciate it. Moto Spot Show episode twenty five. Huge shout out to our sponsors: Spot Network TV, Works Connection, Bell Ray, Motion Pro, and Scott Goggles. Thank you guys. Thank you, Ryan. Hell yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you guys. That's a wrap. JD Beach. Thank you very much. We'll see you guys. Peace out. <laughs>